You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, Andre! Don't tell me! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hit the Books All Out Review. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is my boy, Mikey Manfredi. What's up, everybody? What's up, Ryan? I'm excited. This is a good pay-per-view. Yeah, right? Uh, it, uh, coming off the heels of of of, of uh, United Kingdom having two outstanding pay-per-views, AEW responded with their own amazing pay-per-view. Dude. I missed the tag match that everyone said was good because I turned it on kind of late. But, oh, my God, Walter versus Tyler Bate was probably one of the best matches I've ever seen, period. Like, yeah, I haven't I haven't yet watched NXT TakeOver yet, but of all the things I've heard about, it's was an amazing pay-per-view. But we're not, but that's the review. Of, that's the only review we're going to give towards NXT today, Mikey. Yeah, we're today we're focusing on AEW. AEW's all out taking place in chicago illinois august 31st sears center arena mikey overall thoughts on the show i thought it was overall i thought it was pretty good um still some production issues they gotta work out i don't know if that's i I, they just they just need to hire another producer director or something but they're still having some pretty rough production issues especially in those battle royals they gotta really tighten it up there they want if they want to keep doing them it's just top down honestly uh production issues and that's something that you and i have talked about earlier in past shows and uh we you know we sort of said that like okay they're a new promotion this is you know a new show they're they're figuring it out so we've sort of given them some leeway here mikey but we're now at the point of like this is their fourth show. TV is around the corner, which I know is sort of being run by TNT to an extent. But you know, there were there were um, of course camera cuts and camera shots that were just not great. There was pyro. There was incorrect pyro. Uh, there was there was um, uh, wrong graphic bugs for wrestlers. There was um, incorrect names for wrestlers by the announcers. For so, what well, are your thoughts on these production by issues? the announcers by Jr. Period. Well, Jr.'s calling Jungle Boy Jungle Jack, which I I, I texted you. I was like, I get it. His name's Jack Perry, but so they're saying like Jungle Jack, and Jungle Jack's sort of a cool name, you know. Like you know, you know that way you can also capitalize on the Perry name, sort of. But you know. His name isn't Jungle Jack. It's Jungle Boy. It's not changed yet, so don't do that. But then what I was referencing really was uh, the um, uh, 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 ring announcer saying uh, a small boy, a boy, and his dinosaur for what was apparently called Jurassic Express. Apparently wasn't told to him on time. Jimmy Havoc 
uh, graphic bug comes up for Darby Allen. Apparently, the you know the Pharaoh incident, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the poor doggo getting scared. Yeah, apparently, according to Cody on Twitter, he tweeted about it. The pyro that, wasn't supposed to go off. Or the wrong pyro went off. Mm-hmm. It was uh, whatever, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll say the tweet later, I guess. But there was just a a, a, a lot of production issues. And honestly, it felt like there were more production issues in this one than there have been in the past. Mikey, how does this, all these production issues, do you think, bode for TV on October 2nd? I think if they don't clean it up, they're going to start losing people. And they, it like, like at first you were giving them some leeway because it's like a new show, but it's like, listen, if you're going to do all out, which sounds to me like it's probably going to be like their WrestleMania type show. Mm -hmm. They need to really step it up for future pay-per-views and future TV. And they need to do battle. I don't think, I don't like the way they do battle Royals, but that's just another thing. Uh, yeah, the Battle Royal issue is, like, entrances for the entrance and everything. I just like, don't no like one... that they enter in groups of five. Like, I think that's silly. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the whole point of a Battle Royal is to, like, get a bunch of people in and let you let you pop for their entrances, you know? Yep. yep. But you can't do that if they come in with four other people. The only person that feels special is the Joker, which, you know, Mercedes Martinez did get a huge pop for, but... Mm-hmm. I guess let's talk about that right away first, Mikey. Uh, let's start with the buy-in for All Out, which was, of course, the Women's Casino Battle Royale, mm-hmm. which had such entrance is as Allie, Awesome Kong, B. Priestley, Big Swole, Brandy Rhodes, Britt Baker, Fabi Apache, Eva Lise, Jazz, Leva Bates, Mercedes Martinez, Nicole Savoy, Nyla Rose, ODB, Penelope Ford, Priscilla Kelly, Sadie Gibbs, Shaza McKenzie, Teal Piper, and Tennille Dashwood. You know, I didn't even realize Tennille was there and until I saw an Instagram post of her there. Mm-hmm. Because of the way the entrances are and how bad the camera is at catching it. Um, yeah. I didn't even realize she was in the match, honestly. And I was like, damn, she was there? How did I not even notice? And I was like, oh, right. Yeah, she was there for half a second. So what you're... So, when I was, you know, thinking about, you know, giving my star, my meatball rating and whatnot for this match, mm-hmm. uh, I think naturally my ma- my mind wanted to compare it to the uh, Casino Battle Royale that took place at Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my conclusion was, and maybe it was, you know, the same sort of issues where it get hurt, hurt by production. But my my thought was that this match was very similar in in match quality, you mm-hmm. know. It, it it wasn't like the best thing. I mean, all in and uh, uh, all in two years ago or last year last year uh, was an amazing uh, battle royale. But this one, these two, still haven't been that great for me. Um, but honestly, the the difference between the the men's and the women's one in this part is that. This uh, all-in Casino Battle Royale, it was more, I hate to say it, but like disappointing for me, if that makes sense. It it just felt sloppy, and I was never really into it. Both the -the over-the-budget Battle Royale at all-in and the Man's Casino Battle Royale at Double or Nothing, for me, like both showcased talent that were not affiliated with the company and gave everyone an amazing time to shine. I mean, we're talking about entrances. I mean... 
even at the men's casino battle royale at Double or Nothing, you know, Sean Spears made sure he got an entrance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there was a couple other people that made sure that they got an entrance, a moment. And even then, there was people that made sure they got a moment. Orange Cassidy was a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, no one in this match felt like they really had a moment, or maybe there was a time should shine. Of course, there were some moments, you know, like um, everyone trying to take on Nyla Rose or the four-woman meetup of Nyla Rose, Awesome Kong, ODB, and Jazz. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I thought Jazz would have been a huge part of this battle royale, and that was, like, it for her. Um, she was... I felt like she was barely in it. Um, and, and, and another point about the Men's Casino Battle Royal is that, like, it showcased people that weren't part of the like the company yet uh-huh. um i think in a better light uh obviously orange cassidy is one that stands out for me well i but, think um, i think that makes sense that they were showcasing more people that weren't with the company yet because now that we're getting closer to tv i think you want your own stars to shine a little more that's true yeah that's a true point I, I'm just sort of like you. I, I want to showcase our talent, but also showcase new people. Because I, I mean, Cody said in an interview that like they only have forty percent of their talent. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that's like okay, then I'll, there's a lot of people in that battle royale that they could pick up. You know, someone that's pr- like Priscilla Kelly. I felt like was no business in this match. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I get that's a true point. That is a true point that they want to build up the people that they already have. But you know, gotta it's a showcase everyone. I want to. I I don't feel like you. I feel like you need to showcase everyone if you're gonna do that. You know, Eva Lee, Priscilla Kelly. I felt like they weren't doing anything, and they were two women that I think would be great additions for the roster. Put Eva Lee with Santana or Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Um. Priscilla Kelly obviously can can work uh, work with her husband Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. So you know there, there's two women that could easily be additions to the roster, and I don't think they were showcased in any capacity in this battle royal. Um, I don't know. I, I was sort of I was sort of down on the battle royal, I guess. But Mikey, what what do you think about it? Yeah, I was sort of down on it too. I found myself bored a lot of the time. Um, I was like, like what? I was kind of like whatever on it, you know? Like it was fine. I was it's usually hard to follow a battle royal, but I think it's even harder when the camera work is sloppy and the production is sloppy. And especially when you're especially when you're already like kind of not into it, it doesn't help when production is also kind of crappy. So I've kind of found myself like at a lot of this match and I was just like not really paying attention. And I was just like, yeah, I'll just see who wins, you know? Yeah, it, it left me more to be desired. Yeah, it, you know, if you're talking, you're going to name this pay per view all out. This battle royal did not go all out for me. Yeah, uh, I gave this match a, a two point two five out of five meatballs, Mikey. I gave this match a two out of five. Two. Mm. So uh, a couple points. I want a couple questions. I want to ask you while we're here talking about this. Um, as someone that's prepping for the Mikey Indy five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, which were, what were some non AEW women's wrestlers 
that stood out for you, Mikey? Martinez, definitely. Mm-hmm. She was presented Ke- as a huge-ass star. Yeah, Priscilla Kelly, for sure. Kind of, Even though she wasn't really presented, I knew about her a little bit, and I kind of wanted to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennille, I noticed her there after, like, after the fact, like I said. Uh, but I definitely want to see her work outside of WWE, well, which mm-hmm. I know she did for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about for me. That's about it. Like there was a lot of women in this battle royal, and I honestly don't remember a lot of them. Not the fault of AEW, I guess. A little bit the fault of AEW, but yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say. As I like, also just know. have a bad memory. Yeah, and yeah, it's. But I would agree with you. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily remember everyone that was in here. Like, a year from now, I'm not going to remember this match. You know, it's definitely, it's sadly a forgettable match. I mean, so is the men's casino battle royal, but maybe the Orange Cassidy spot will stick in my brain forever. Oh. Oh. (laughs) A goddamn dream and a half. Um Another question I want to ask, or yes, not really a question. I had a question, and then the answer was provided to me this weekend. Um, obviously, uh, news broke out, according to uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com. Uh, he asked Tony Khan about the uh, the situation regarding Kylie Ray. Uh, and, and Tony Khan, uh, of course... Uh, said that Kyler Ray asked for her release from AEW, and they granted it. It was very amicable, um, but it looks like Kylie Ray is gone from AEW. Mikey, uh, as a huge fan of Kylie Ray, I can't imagine this was good news for you. I was honestly, all of yesterday, I was like heartbroken. Like, I just was really sad about it yesterday. Like, I know she's going through her own stuff, and I hope everything's okay, but I I guess I'm a little selfish because I really wanted to see her back because I think she's really, really good. She could have been a huge star, and she had so much potential, and I'm a huge Kylie Rae fan, and it sucks, honestly. Like, it, like it, it was rough. <laughs> I, seeing her at Double or Nothing and, you know, seeing other independent drip matches of her, I truly believe that Kylie Rae could have been maybe the first women's champion i agree and I, I think maybe they could have been building to that i don't know obviously uh no one does um but i i was like this is kylie ray is an amazing wrestler she is easily probably like the next big star she is very much like I, I, you could say a Bailey. I was going to say like a Becky Lynch Bailey combo sort of situation, where she's just so great and such great a wrestler and has such a personality about her that it just makes you draw into it. She obviously, you know, she would have brought that that those demographics uh, into the program. Mm-hmm. Um, this young girl demographics into the program, but it's just like it's a huge loss for e- AEW. Uh, but whatever uh, Kylie has going on, obviously wish the best for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course it was amicable. So, you know, we could always see Kylie Ray back in AEW. Yeah, if if it's not injury-related or anything like that, and if it's not 
if she ever if if she's healthy and decides she wants to come back, she she'll have a home. Oh yeah, I'm excited to see her. Excited to see her. I just want to see her again. At this point, I just want to see her again, whether you know independent wrestling or or, or whatever. I just would love. I just to want see to Kyrie hear again. something. Like honestly. Yeah, at this point. Uh, let's move on to the next match in the buy-in, which was Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Of course, Angelico and Jack Evans took the loss here, their third straight loss in AEW, and they were not happy about that after the match with a post-match beatdown on Private Party. Mikey, thoughts on this match? Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel kind of bad for Angelico and Jack Evans. Like They're 0-3 right now. Like That's rough. Um, especially against the Street Profits. I mean, Private Party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like I like both the teams. They both put on. I think they both put on a good match. Yeah, I thought this was a uh, a good solid match. You know, lots of high flying moves. You know, showcasing both uh, all four talents that were in that ring. I going into it, I always knew it was going to be like um. Just four dudes flying around the ring. Yep. Um, a private party had a couple of mess ups, you know, in their footing and timing of different spots. I would still consider them green. Um, so it's like it doesn't like hugely take away anything from me, but it's also like, well, they're still you know working on and becoming the great because I think they're like one of those like the next great team is private party sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, and I love the angle at the end of the match. I think, obviously, with Dark Order being the only real heel team in the tag team division, mm-hmm. um, we obviously needed some more heading into TV. And in Helico and Jack Evans, I think, could easily be the next great heels of AEW. I agree. And they bring such a different quality, obviously, different than than the Dark Order, their spooky pervert mystery stuff. <laughs> We'll get to that later, but during that during the the Dark Order match, the crowd was chanting "Spooky Pervert," and I thought it was really funny. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. A, a chef's kiss to that. But yeah, I, I love I love the motivation for it. Where um, for the heel turn about that uh, three straight losses, it it, it shows that um, it shows that they care about their losses, their wins yeah. and losses, and that. It frustrates. You compare it to their match at uh, Double or Nothing, right? Oh. Uh-huh. And Helico and Jack Evans against the Best Friends. That match ended in a loss for Helico and Jack Evans, but they were all able to shake hands following the match. Mm-hmm. Here, three match, three losses in a row later, and Helico and Jack Evans are like. Why are we shaking hands? This is dumb. We just lost three times in a row. Screw y'all. We are the best. And Jack Evans obviously has the motor motor gun of a mouth. Um, he's just like, we're the best. I'm the best in the world. We should be, you know, better than this. Mm-hmm. We are better than this. Screw everybody else. I want to win. Yep. And I love I that motivation. That was, that was definitely a good a good team to turn. Sure. And they could easily, you know, they could easily have a first round matchup and they could lose it. You know, and that would still that wouldn't hurt their motivation mm-hmm. to be heels. So I was excited about it. I gave this match a three. Yeah, I gave it a solid three. Let's move on to the next match, which is um, 
not a boy and his dinosaur, not a short boy, a boy and his dinosaur, but rather the Jurassic Express. The Jurassic Experience. <laughs> the Jurassic Raiders. <laughs> uh, the War Express. Uh, Jungle Boy, Lugiosaurus, and Marco Stunt take it on the team of SCU, Christopher mm-hmm. Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. Seems like they added Marco Stunt to eat the pin, huh? Um, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. I I'm, I have a weird theory that the tag team belt is going to be a trios belt. Because they're making, they seem to be making a lot of those. They're making a lot of trios teams. I mean, we got, obviously, Jurassic Express. We got SCU. We got, um, I guess you could say the Elite with um, the Young Bucks and Kenny. Um... But the Young Bucks can also be two if they need to be. Yes, the Young Bucks, of course, can be two. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other teams. Obviously, um, well, they had Lucha think, Bros and Loretta Kid yeah. to be Team AAA. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like another. T- oh, uh, 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 we'll talk about it later. But potentially uh, a new man and the best friends. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of three man teams that are building, and maybe that's a way to like showcase more talent on TV. Uh-huh. You know, which is always a cool idea. Uh, but, yeah, I was, I'm interested to see what, what what's the purpose for this. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, what did what, you think of the match overall, Mikey? Um, it was really good. Uh, everyone had their had their moments. Uh, every time I think Luchasaurus can't get more awesome, he gets more awesome. Like, yeah, Luch- like Luchasaurus continues to blow me away. And just shine above everybody else in the match. Like every time I like every time I've seen them wrestle, the end result was me going, "Damn, Luchasaurus is good!" Like, yeah, he is so unbelievably over and so unbelievably good. Um, and I think I think a little he I think he outshined everybody a little bit, which is bad good for him but i think it, bad it's a for good the problem team. to have definitely. yeah yeah for sure it, it, it it's obviously that like jungle boy is like the star they would love to push but like it's a good problem to have where it's like well luchasaurus is getting this huge ovations mm-hmm. and that that sequence where it's just all three scu guys facing him and he's just kicking off their heads one by one mm-hmm. into a choke slam on Kazarian, into a into a standing moonsault onto Kazarian. It is just what is this guy is a future ace. Yeah, this guy is. I mean, make give them the belt. I mean, I don't know. We obviously can have predictions on who's going to win the tag team tournament, but honestly, it needs to be Jurassic Express. Probably, I agree with you. Is they're just they're just sky's the limit for them. Honestly, I thought this was a great match. Uh, I, you know, obviously Luchasaurus's uh, tail whips and kicks and all over the place. They're just the, the question mark kick, the, that fake out sort of thing. I mm. just love pops me every time. Um, obviously, Jungle Boy had great stuff. Marco Stunt had great stuff. SCU had great moments. Um, Jungle Boy lost a bit of his hair. <laughs> He did, right? He had like it. I don't know what that like. It was a whole clump of hair yeah. that just got caught in that rope. That probably hurt like hell. 
He really went over that rope and was like, oh, shit. Oh, jeez. My hair. <laughs> um, also, uh, SCU's Celebrity Rehab is a cool move. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see them use that more, honestly. Or even just like use it also, as a I just love the name. More. I just love the name of it. Oh, it's great. I mean, it is great. Um, no, yeah. I, I think, you know, this was a great match. Um uh, uh, it was very reminiscent of the Strong Hearts, you know, SCU match that happened at Double or Nothing. A lot of a lot of the show felt like reminiscent of Double or Nothing, almost like a you know, almost like a mirror or you know, continuation of everything from that. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it, it a lot of the story. It definitely felt like looking back on it that Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen were sort of like the TV tapings. Whereas Double or Nothing and All In are the big pay-per-views. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a great match. I gave this three and a half stars or meatballs. God, what am I, Dave Meltzer? Throw out my paper over here. Uh, three and a half meatballs. Mikey, what do you think? I gave this a four meatballs. I thought it was Ooh. really good. I enjoyed it a lot. A big old four spicy meat. Also, I do like... Uh, I do like SCU getting a win here also. Yes, SCU getting the win here puts them at 2-2, two and two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I should pull up my merit system. Why not? Also, the build to this match was pretty funny. If you, if anybody watched the Being the Elite before this, um, where they were all like doing different stuff, where all, all of SCU, like... I think it was Christopher Daniels. He was watching. He was like his kids. T-Rex toy was tormenting him. Scorpio Sky was watching the Jungle Book. Uh, Frankie Kazarian had all the little had all, he was like had all like the little like play kitchen and all the little he kept going to Chuck E. Cheese and like you know, the little things. It was really funny. Yeah, to look at the rankings of the tag team division, SCU are now ranked number three with two wins, two losses, while Lucha Ex- or Jurassic Express, Lucha Express, Jurassic <laughs> Express are 0 and 2 at number seven, ranked number seven near the bottom of this pile. Damn. Which, honestly, that could set up a great story for the uh, tournament moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you got, what, nine teams here? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Hold on, let me count this up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven teams here. Um, you know, ten of which I imagine are going to compete in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I think Jurassic Express is a great pick to win the whole thing, win the tag team titles. Obviously, of course, there's people like Best Friends, SCU, you know, Dark Order, Young Bucks that are above there. But you know, honestly, give it to Jurassic Express. Make them go all the way. Yeah. I would much appreciate that. Let's move on to the next match, which was Kenny Omega versus Pac. Honestly, this was earlier than I thought it was going to be. Just about to say, did not expect this match to be second on the card. Yeah, I was really surprised when I heard them announce it. I was like, excuse me? Already? Yeah, uh, All right, was, I'm in. This match is coming up next. <laughs> what? Whoa. What, Excalibur? Take that back, sir. <laughs> Roll it back just a bit, excuse me? Oh my god! But then we got it. We got Kenny Omega versus Pac. Uh, what a match! I feel like. Yeah, that match was really good. Uh, this the was, was pretty sick. 
probably this, I believe, yes, according to my ratings. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this was my match of the night, personally. Yes, I agree with my own ratings, yes. Yeah, I had to look over my ratings to make sure I rated it properly. This was my match of the night, um, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought this was a great match. I thought there was a great story being told. I have no clue if Pac got legitimately injured with his ankles or he's just a god at selling. They really got to watch those fucking barricades, dude. They were well, too close. Dra- oh, the barricades are extremely close, which is like it, they something they're adopting from Ring of Honor, which I'm like, guys, cool it. You have, a whole, you have a whole roster basically full of high flyers. Give them a little more room out there. Mm-hmm. To to his uh, uh, defense, I guess tr- he does work in Dragon Gate, and Dragon Gate doesn't have barricades, so he doesn't have to worry about it. He'll just go on a fan's lap. That's fair. Uh, but still, those that ankle, those ankles. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Kenny, um, Kenny even got it a little bit earlier in the match. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The the barricades were its own story being told during this. Yeah, match. they they both got fucked up by the barricades a little bit, <laughs> which make me think. Maybe that was on purpose. I don't know. It's Kenny Omega and Pac. Who knows at this point? Um, I, I thought, yeah, this was my personal match of the night. I thought this was great. I thought it was a great showing. I uh, can, My conspiracy theory is way on my head uh, because I'm not... I don't, I feel like John Moxley was never going to be on the show now. I'm like Looking back on it, the more I think about it, Mikey, I have so many conspiracy theories about All Elite Wrestling about what they tell us and what they don't tell us. And I feel like John Moxley was never going to be on the show now that I think about it. But that's a conspiracy theory for maybe another day. Um, interesting. No, yeah, I, I got conspiracy theories at the wazoo. It just If you ask me, I'll, I'll, I'll start the five-minute diatribe. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a great match. You know, uh, what do you think about it? I thought it was a really good match. I enjoyed watching it every minute. I thought it was a good storytelling with Kenny Omega not being really focused on Pac and kind of having his thoughts on Moxley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what caused him to lose, basically. Um, I guess spoilers, he lost uh, to Pac knocking him the fuck out with a submission hold. With referee stoppage. I, I, um, that was, oh my God, that was not a result I was expecting, quite honestly. No, me neither. But just watching Kenny just go down like that was like, Watching Kenny go down and the ref ring the bell, it was like, wait, whoa, wait, huh? Yes, it was like, I oh the my ref, god, what I thought when happened? Kenny went down, the ref was going to jump in and be like, one, two. Yeah. And Kenny was going to kick out or something, you know? It looked like it looked like a pit attempt, but then the ref rang the bell and Kenny was out. And I was like, what? It, it put over Pac as a huge threat. Yeah. Immediately. It put over the Brutalizer. It put over Pac. And it, it 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 doesn't by having the the storyline be like oh Kenny wasn't completely focused because he was wanted he wanted Moxley instead and was still sort of thinking about Moxley. It it made it it didn't really hurt Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. which uh, that was a great great way to save everyone at that angle. Really, I'm also into the the Kenny Omega redemption arc. Yeah, like he is. He is really looking back at the merit system, Mikey. He is really I wouldn't say low, um, but of like you know all these people. Uh, I don't have a specific number. I think it's like forty-one or something. He's like six. He's like he's like number six out of forty-one. Mm-hmm. Or, 
Actually, I should probably change up that numbering. Um, he he is he is in the mix with Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. He is like mid tier roster right now. Yeah, I like I I like this this idea that he's gonna like have his big redemption, you know. Mm-hmm. And because it's also like he's not like everyone has been saying he hasn't been the same since he left New Japan. Yeah. And I think that's a part of the story where he's going to, like, basically find himself again. Like, he's going to find Kenny Omega again, and it's going to be... And he's going to go on, like, this tear, you know? Mm -hmm. He has to find himself in the United States in this promotion. But also, it's a great way to get him away from the title for however long you can. Now, Mm -hmm. with, with having this Pac match, you put over Pac huge, and Pac can now go off and... Uh, apparently next up adam page for Pac. yeah go go Um, right back to hangman because they have unfinished business clearly and going along that theme of unfinished business you got moxley for omega right around the corner Mm -hmm. whenever they want to do that probably at full gear yeah (sighs) just makes me upset thinking about full gear we'll talk about that later (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um but you got moxley and then at that point, you know, if they do that at full gear, at that point, you know, that's potentially a couple defenses under under uh, the world champion's belt. Mm-hmm. I think then you got Kenny Omega and start making his way up, climbing up the roster. I mean, then he just has to defeat currently to, to get any sort of momentum. Um, defeat like people like Kip Sabian or Sonny Kiss uh, <laughs> or. Uh, Jimmy Havoc, which I think are honestly three matches for Kenny Omega that on TV sound great. Yeah. Right? Kenny Omega versus Sonny Kiss would be a great-ass match. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for where that goes to. Yeah, me too. I gave this match a 3.75 out of 5. Yeah, I I think I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to the next match, which was the Triple Threat sponsored Cracker Barrel Clash, which Mikey and I have concluded that this match was just a triple threat that is sponsored by Cracker Barrel, not it's like a, a specific match, match that yeah. has no DQ and is a gimmick match. Yeah. Um, it's, this not match like, took place. it's not like uh, Nakazawa versus uh, Bailey, Jibaley, you know? Yeah. yeah, hardcore match. Yeah, we're not we're not that with that. I mean, it's a triple threat, so it, it wasn't going to be disqualification anyways, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Uh, but this match was Jimmy Havoc defeating Darby Allen and Joey Janela. Mikey, gl- thoughts on this match? I'm glad uh, Jimmy Havoc got a win under his belt. <laughs> Fucking finally. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is I like he, doing he definitely He definitely needed it the most, I think. Yeah. Um, and it was the right man that was pinned, Joey Janela, in my defense. I don't think Darby Allen should get a pin at all right now. Because Dar- Darby Allen fucking killed himself. <laughs> Fucking Darby Allen... Oh my god. <laughs> this match was I there were moments where like okay, so my girlfriend um watches wrestling with me and she she is not a fan of the sort of uh, uh staple spots, the thumbtacks, um the pins, anything like that. She's just not surely not a fan of it. And any so she like sat down and like they came out and then, like, Jimmy Havoc went, you know, went to the outside, grabbed the chairs, grabbed the table. And she's like, okay, okay, that's fine. 
and then he grabbed the staple gun. And my girlfriend is like, is this a match I shouldn't be here for? I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't be here for this match. You chose the wrong match to watch. <laughs> uh, and she's like, and then, and then, like, and then uh, Jimmy having stapled himself. And she's like, okay, see ya. And then left. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. Um, I was like, and then, you know, and then she came back in and they were putting thumbtacks in Jimmy Havoc's mouth. And she's like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> see ya. Fun fact, my girlfriend actually video chatted me during this match and was also watching this match with me. Whoa. Um, yeah. Uh, I basically just had my phone pointed at the TV and I was like, yeah, this is happening. And every time something, every he grabbed the thumbtack, she's like, what is, she's like, what are they doing? And I'm like, well, they're putting thumbtacks to this mouth. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is, this is wrestling. This is um, what it is. This is what we enjoy. This is what we love. Um, th- th- terrifying match. Uh, terrifyingly great match, I guess you could say. Yeah, it was It was exactly what I expected it to be with these three. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, uh, it, that it, spot it, with Darby Allen doing the caveman onto Joey Janela's back with the skateboard full of thumbtacks was pretty fucking sick. Oh my god, that one ter- that one was I think honestly the spot that killed me. I was just like oh, I saw that and I was like, "Oh my god. Oh my Yo, god." I- the the thing that really got me was that when the skate after the skateboard hit Janela's back, it slid. Which was like, "Oh." <laughs> no, no, all of it all of it was terrifying. I was like, I was sitting there like, ah, uh, no, no, please don't do Don't do that, Darby. Yo, the most terrifying spot for me was when Darby fucking killed himself. Oh, my God, Darby. What are you doing, buddy? He, he, he had to do the caveman drop. He should have put the barrel on his head. That would have been really funny. I, that's what I thought he was going to do, honestly. And then honestly, the I thought he was going to do that. And I was sort of disappointed that he did it. <laughs> Imagine that! Imagine how fucking funny that would have been. It would have been hilarious. That's why I was ready for it. <laughs> Put the barrel on his head, and all you see is his legs just go. Whoop. <laughs> I would have been. I, I was a hundred percent ready and there for it. ready, and willing, Jimmy and moves out of the way. The power breaks, and it like it like reveals Darby Allen. Yeah, it, you know how that's a hilarious image. <laughs> I would. I'm so upset that it didn't happen. Um, but yes, Jimmy Havoc got the victory. Uh, he is now, let me, I, I updated my numbers real quick while doing this. Uh, Jimmy Havoc is now number six at a 41. Congrats mm-hmm. to Jimmy Havoc. And that put Darby Allen at number 10 at a 41 and Joey Janelle at 11 at a 41. Mm-hmm. So obviously Jimmy Havoc, big victory for him, able to jump up. He was what? Owen two with yeah. just that victory. He's able to shoot up the roster. Yeah, he really needed that. Um, considering the other guys are also zero and two, I think. I think Darby's zero one well, and Joey one. Well, Joey Janela is zero and one because no. none of his matches have counted so far. Oh right, one was unsanctioned, and then the other was a tag team match. Mm-hmm. Well, Darby has a loss, uh, but a draw as well. So yeah, sort of he's sort of okay for where he is. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great match. Honestly, you know, if you want to be terrified for a, a couple minutes, uh, watch this match. Yeah, if you want to be like, wow, these people are really doing this to each other, huh? Yeah. I gave this match a 3.5 as well. Yeah, I gave, I yeah, that, that sounds about right for me. It was just, it was exactly the amount of hardcore I was expecting. 
and won it <laughs> and yeah. need it. It turns out it was good <laughs> at a certain point. I like and I like the Jimmy Havoc ending where he did the um Acid Rainmaker yeah, onto the barrel. Like the acid rainmaker onto the barrel. I couldn't think of the I knew it was the Rainmaker, but I couldn't think of the first word. I wonder if that was like a botch botch into a success. Cause I think it, it, it was because like, it looks like he was gonna do the superplex, but then he missed the barrel. Yeah, it, like he missed the barrel a little bit, caught it like the lip of it with Joey Janela's leg, and there was like, you know what? Real quickly, acid rain because they they're probably gonna do the acid rainmaker right then and there, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, and they probably called an audible and was like, acid rainmaker onto the barrel, and Joey Janela's like, awesome, I'll die today, and then, <laughs> and then, they, and then, Bing Bing Boom, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Let's move on to the next match, which was the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent, taking on the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Mm-hmm. This match was fine. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't the best match. It, it was definitely near the bottom of the barrel. I still don't think I'm completely sold on Dark on Dark Order. Yeah, I, I'm starting to come around a little bit on them. But I think they have they have sort of the the it's weird, right? Because it's they have sort of that Bray Wyatt disease, mm-hmm. you know, where their promos are just nonsense words for however many minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and they're the spooky and they have the spooky perverts and all that stuff. Yeah, they got the cronies, like. Which, of course, you know, the spooky perverts are going to, you know, may, I think, honestly, that chant uh, may get the crowd into the Dark Order a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it has it has this sort of weird thing. And I think it's, maybe it's also because they're just such a new tag team. I've heard it described um, from the guys of Everything Elite podcast, which, Mikey, I would definitely recommend to you if uh, okay. you want to hear about it. Um but uh, uh, they definitely described it as like I believe it was them or maybe their guests. I don't remember. But they described it as like uh, if you are a fan of the Super Smash Brothers back in the PWG days, you're like you're probably going to be totally into them right now. If you're like a new person that has no idea who they are, you're it's going to take you a bit. Yeah, and this obviously I, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, and this gimmick obviously isn't helping with that. But mm-hmm. you know, hopefully. Eventually, you know, maybe we'll get into the Dark Order a little bit more. I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm optimistic. I'm open to the Dark Order um, as a thing, as a tag team. I don't want them to win the tournament, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want them, you know, to you know easily run a tear or something. Or I, I think, you know, maybe put them against Jurassic Express, you know, just to you know put them against a big face team. To maybe get more heat out of them, because mm-hmm. they have obviously they're presented as bad guys. I think the problem is, is they're they're presented as bad guys, but they don't have like enough heat as bad guys. I agree. I think that's what the problem is, and maybe putting them with a, a big face team like Jurassic Express could help them out. Yeah, that sounds about right. Give them just put them against a, a team that's super over, get them some more heat. Yeah, you know, bully Marco stunt. You know, that's the easy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested. But speaking about Dark Order, I'm interested in that. What they seem to be doing potentially after matches with, I don't know if they'll do it again. Maybe it was just this one time thing. 
They, but, tried, uh, to, they tried to kidnap Trent. <laughs> yeah, I'm really interested in why the hell they're trying to do that. Um, potentially as a new spooky pervert, which makes me excited that maybe they'll have a trios team with, uh, like, tr- I don't know, Trent or whatever, at, or, you know, some other third person that they defeat as a spooky pervert. Mm-hmm. You know, put put some guy underneath a mask, make him, like, head spooky pervert. You know, then we got a trios team for Dark Order mm-hmm. against potentially the new trios team of the best friends, the freshly squeezed friends, Chucky e. T, Trent Beretta, and p- potentially, apparently, Orange Cassidy. All right. So. Mikey, you have the floor. I give, I give the, uh, this match, I gave a 2.5 people, but post-match, I gave 7. <laughs> because when the lights went out, I was like, who in the fuck could this, like the only person whose gimmick on this roster right now that I know does that is dark order. And they were already out there. Yep. So when the lights went out, I was like, who the fuck? And then it came on and none other than orange Cassidy was standing in the middle of the ring. I was sitting. So I was watching this match sitting on the floor and those lights came on and I jumped up and popped so hard. I was like, let's go. He's here. Fuck. Yeah. My dude, he's here. Ah!" And I was so stoked to see orange Cassidy. And then he just took out all the cronies. Like it was obviously he made it look like no big deal. Cause that's what he does. Uh, and he gave it thumb. And when they hugged him and they did that quick zoom out, I, I lost it. It, it, That got me so good. It is that killed me. It was a match in Maiden in Heaven that I never thought existed. You yeah. know, it was just like I never would have thought Orange Cassidy and Best Friends. But honestly, what now a great that they're team. together! I want it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, um, I actually think they teamed together on. I, I vaguely remember a match on the Independent Circuit that was SCU versus Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. Interesting. But yeah, maybe best friends get a new name. Maybe they're the best, the bester friends, the best of the best of friends, the fast friends, named after Orange Cassidy's favorite, favorite movie, movie, Fast Five. Fast five. I, I'm I'm there for it. I'm there for Orange. What's Cassidy. your favorite flavor of orange juice? Orange. Pulp or no pulp? No pulp. Duh. Some pulp. That, oh God. Or we obviously we're huge marks for Orange Cassidy over here. Uh, but yeah, uh, that, that to, the match itself, really I gave a 2.5. Uh, Mikey already said your meatball rating. But yeah, it, it, the match itself was fine. It wasn't the best match in the show. I mean, it it's a thing that I'm... I feel like I'm starting to realize about AEW is that like... And I think maybe it's because a lot of it's new and a lot of it's new people going against new people. So the rivalries aren't really built up effectively yet. Mm-hmm. You know, the one of the reasons why Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes work so well is because they obviously they have a history. You know? Yeah. Uh, they're brothers. Uh, but also that build on Road 2 was great. Um, yeah. A lot of these matches don't really have, like, build and stuff. But every match is good at the very least. Yeah. You know, there's nothing, even the Women's Battle Royal, even this match, none of that was bad. It's all, like, good. Mm-hmm. So that's your baseline. And I think maybe the problem with AEW might get... In, in regards to Dave Meltzer's star ratings or hit the books meatball ratings is that like 
your baseline is good, but like even a good match for us in AEW could get two and a half stars. Yeah. Or two stars, which is like, it's still a good, it's like their bar to show me amazing is now incredibly high. And I think that's sort of bringing that New Japan stuff over to, uh, to over to the United States is the fact that like the wrestling is so good that when it's good you'll know it's amazing and give it five meatballs, but mm-hmm. like even when it's like like you know just fine good it's two two stars. Yeah. Whereas a WWE match two stars is like okay that's pretty crappy. Yeah. There were some moments, but crappy. But yeah, I, it, it, the bar has been raised. I guess the bar has been set and raised time and time again in the United States. Yeah. Let's move on to the next match, Mikey. Mm-hmm. That match was the Joshi singles match for the winner to take on Nyla Rose in D.C. for the inaugural AEW Women's Championship. It was Riho who ended up defeating Hikaru Shida with a roll-up. I had no doubts that Riho wasn't going to win this match. Yeah, sadly, I agree. Um... So it, it kind of took me out of it a little bit because it was all it was like I never got the feeling that she was going to lose. Uh, so like I said, it kind of like. It didn't ruin the match for me, but it definitely made me less invested. Mm-hmm. I also feel like with Nyla Rose winning the Women's Battle Royal, it made more sense for Riho to win. Yeah. So it was because, you know, Riho pinned her in the triple threat. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of like, OK, well, then that's your story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it it sort of deflated, I guess, the match in a way. The match was still good. Riho is a person that just... Her finisher is just a roll-up, apparently. Yeah. She's won two matches with it. She's just so good at doing roll-ups that she just... What? Nobody can kick out. I'll be honest here, Mikey. And I guess me... Apparently, I would say this is a hot take, according to everyone on the internet. I am not a fan of Riho. I'm not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of Riho. I don't really like her that much. I'm a way huger fan of Hikaru Shida. Yeah, I'm not really like I'm like I kind of like like I like I kind of like Riho, but like the fact that like she keeps winning with roll ups isn't selling me. It, yeah, it, that that's a point that is that doesn't help me is that she went, keeps rolling with roll ups. It, it's. The what makes her exciting, I guess, is that like she's someone that is resilient, and that's what they're building her up as. Is she's a resilient person mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, will catch you on surprise of a pinfall right away, you know. And it's like okay, and been wrestling all of her life is yeah. another point they like to point out a lot, and that Kenny Omega likes her as his tag team partner. Yeah, and that's all she is, right? <laughs> uh, she's got those four things. Oh, and she's uh, 92 pounds, so she's fast. Yeah. Like... But yeah, but it's, it's there's multiple things. One, stop telling me she's 92 pounds. Honestly, I know 92 pounds falling on your stomach of a diving foot stomp probably still hurts. But when you're comparing that to, like, any other person, it sort of is like, okay, so it's the weakest one. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know, that's just what how my brain thinks, I guess. But then also it's like... I don't know. Um, they're trying to present it, I guess, that she's been wrestling, obviously, for pretty much her entire life. 
So she has like experience. And so she's like winning of a roll up is experience and resilient and stuff. Because she was like born into wrestling almost. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I don't look at it as experience. I look at it as that she's getting lucky. She yeah. she's being resilient, which is a good point. But I just feel like she's getting lucky. And yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Riho. I much would have preferred Hikaru Shida, but once I once Nyla Rose won the Casino Battle Royale, I was like, okay, so it's Riho. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just obviously a very personal opinion because apparently the internet loves Riho. Mm-hmm. Um, which that you know you love Riho, that's good, that's good. I just don't. <laughs> so that's yeah. that. That's fair. Uh, I gave this match a two point seven five, Mikey. Uh, yeah, I gave this match a three, so I'm about around the same as you. Mm-hmm. It was fine, good match. Yeah, there was nothing decent, decent enough. Yeah, it did its job. I I, I think. I don't know. I, I I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I think, I think you know it, the women's division needs something. It feels like, and maybe that something was Kylie Ray. Moving on mm. to the next match, Cody Sean Spears. Thoughts on this match, Micah? This was a good match. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Cody's entrance. Was, okay, two things. Cody's entrance was cool, and Cody's entrance was garbage. Cody's entrance was cool because that fucking walking down the hallway shot where he had, like, a person join him every little bit was really dope. Mm -hmm. Where he was, like, I think he was walking with, like, who was it? Uh, Billy Gunn? No, who was he walking with? Are you talking about... DDP? Yeah, you're talking about when Brandy Rhodes was walking down the hallway with Pharaoh and then MJF and... Diamond Dallas Page joiner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like he was walking down, like DDP jumps in, then Brandy jumps in with Pharaoh, then MJF jumps off of his thing he was sitting on, and they're all in the Star Trek gear, and it looked really cool. And then poor Pharaoh got scared, and I got upset. <laughs> yeah, that obviously is a huge talking point that came out of um, um, came out of this of this pay per view and onto the internet. A lot of people upset. A lot of people not happy about it. Apparently, the situation was that, you know, Pharaoh was there. Pharaoh was obviously, you could see Pharaoh the entire time, which also, uh, production point, uh, a little early on your entrance, Brandy and Pharaoh and DDP and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Why are they already on the entrance ramp? Just have them wait behind, and none of us would have ever known about this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or at least it could have been maybe better because it would have been muffled slightly. Uh, but apparently the situation was that, uh, obviously, Pharaoh was near the entrance. Fire, Pyrex, pyro and fireworks went off. Apparently, the incorrect pyro went off for Cody's entrance. Another production point. Um, that's dangerous if incorrect pyro is going off. It was uh, like it, and- it was like the mortar. I believe Cody said it was like the mortar fireworks, which was the loud, thunder-esque fireworks. Was also... Real quick sidebar: Was Pox fire? Was Pox pyro late? I don't know, and I don't think it was because. Oh, you're right. I just remember what I thought of it said. So I don't. It looked think like it was pi- late. I I don't think it was late. I thought it was perfectly timed, and honestly, I don't know when it would have gone off otherwise. But I like turned to my girlfriend when we were watching the entrances for this match, and I was like, you know, 
The fireworks for Kenny Omega don't really do anything for me because it's just like, oh, it's Kenny Omega. He's the greatest in the world, so it's whatever. But when, like, Pac came out and the fireworks hit, I was like, Pac looks like a superstar with that fireworks setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, it, it's like when the, it's like the the old adage of like you know either the superstar makes the title or the title makes the superstar. Mm-hmm. Why am I saying superstar wrestler? Jesus! All right. Also, I want to note in this match, Cody versus Sean Spears. Earl Hebner was the referee, correct? Correct. There, I guess I'll talk about it later, but. There was this one point where Sean Spears kind of gets up in Earl's face and he gets mad and backs him into a corner and yells at him. Yeah. I just want to bring that up for now. Later, we'll come back to it. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm interested to see where that goes, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was a good, I thought this was a good solid match, a good solid, you know, a, a classic Cody match, you know? He, he's a big fan of that old school Southern wrestling mentality, so there was lots of shenanigans by the uh, managers or run-ins by people, sort of sketchy disqualification stuff. Fucking Arn Anderson dropping in an appearance. Dropping in a goddamn spine buster on Sean Spears. Spine on the pine, baby. Oh, I, speaking of my entrances, though, everyone talks about Cody's, but I don't think Sean Spears gets enough credit. His entrance sitting cool. in that chair. It was cool. Sitting in the chair, I should say. That was pretty sick, I will and say. Then, and then he stands up, then the music hits. I was like, this guy's a villain. This guy terrifies me. This guy could be Dr. Doom. Yeah, that was good. Give him, give him that MF Doom mask, and you know, just sell him on me. Mm-hmm. You know, just God. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a good Southern wrestling mentality of a match. Um, obviously, there's more to the story uh, with you know Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Obviously, for Horsewind, uh, I've heard people talk about and rumors and Monkey. Obviously, I would love to hear your thoughts. Obviously, I think, and they teased it here. Um, at some point, MJF is probably going to turn on Cody, right? Yeah, they they definitely teased it hard when MJF slid in the ring with the chair, mm-hmm. and then Cody turned around and he threw the chair away and hugged him. Yes, he didn't uh, like. It wasn't like it wasn't like. Oh shit, you caught me! It was like, yeah, fuck this, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People have um suspected, I guess you could say, or you know. Uh, dreamt of, and you know, it's with Cody Rhodes, I could certainly see it as possible as a four horsemen stable, a new four horsemen stable, Sh- potentially Sean Spears, MJF, um, two other guys led by Tully Blanchard. That would be cool. It would be dope. It would be dope. Uh, I don't know who those two other guys would be. I don't know if you have any opinion on that. I have no idea. Yeah. They need they need an enforcer type. MJF would be the Ric Flair. Yeah. Sean Spears would be like the Tully Blanchard. Um, they need like a, they need to get a new guy to come in to be an enforcer, and then the fourth guy who's also there. Um, yeah, and obviously it feels like maybe there's something brewing. There's a story that is being told that uh, obviously we're in the midst of. So who knows where we're going with it? But mm. obviously it's not over. Uh, it should be said, though, however, Mikey, to go back to, you know, my numbers, my merit system and all that crap. 
Um, with the victory, Cody is now ranked num- tied ranked number one in the division. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, two wins, one draw. Oh, he's actually not tied. I take that back because he has a draw. He is now ranked officially number one overall in the men's division. Yeah. Two wins, one draw. Um, zero losses. Zero losses. So congrats to Cody. He is, I, I, I said that this match was an unofficial number one contenders match in my preview for system check. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, with Cody winning, I think that's, you know, pretty certain. Uh, you know, if I was a bet man, then, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cody against Chris Jericho is probably going to be your first title defense, and it's probably going to happen at, what, Pittsburgh or whatever, um, wherever that title is being defended. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that happening. You know, it's early out on TV. Get two people that are Philly. huge names that people already Actually, know who they I are. It, I think it's the show I'm going to. Uh, in um, Philadelphia? I think you're right, actually. I think, which yeah, is, you are right. You are right. Which is cool. Yeah, there's a there's a high possibility, and I'll plant my flag now that that match will be Chris Jericho versus Cody. Yeah, that, I could see that for sure. Um, I don't know. Who, I don't. I, I don't think it's going to be anyone else. You know, Adam Page and Pac are busy. I don't see Chris Jericho facing Kip Sabian or Sonny Kiss or anyone like that. Maybe Shima, but come on, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, confirmed. It is in Philly. The in first Philly, title cool. defense. Yeah, Cody makes the most sense. You know, he is he is the number one in the rankings right now. And uh that could be a great show. That could be a great match, right? Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, I, I thought it was a good match. You know, good solid southern wrestling style match. I gave it a three and a half meatballs, Mikey. I also gave it a three and a half meatballs. Let's talk about the next match, which was the Escalera de la Muerta match. Lucha Brothers. <sighs> Versus the Young Bucks. Yo, the Young Bucks fucking died. <laughs> oh my god, that Mexican destroyer off the ladder through a table where he literally like landed on his neck. Like, it, like if you look at well, the slow motion video, they... it's like Matt is straight up on the like. Here's the ta- the table is flat. His he is perpendicular to that table. <sighs> Oh my god! Or when? What about when Nick got pushed off the ladder and his feet hit the ropes before he went through the tables? That oh was oh my god! Terrifying. I thought he was dead. Honestly, oh my Christ! Holy crap! He didn't jump far enough and he caught his feet. I was like, dude, as soon as I saw his feet hit the ropes, I was like, oh fuck! Oh my! I they! Oh my god! That spot! Like when I, when when he was getting pushed off of it, I was like, he's gonna have to jump off the rope or something. He's not close enough. And then his feet hit the ropes. I was like, oh, no. And then his head just, like, smashed against the tables. Oh, my God. That was terrifying. This match was terrifying. Uh, like, ne- near unsafe, probably. So, real quick. There's this post on Reddit. And... Someone posted, someone has an obvious physical advantage, and it's a, it's a disgrace they're even allowed to compete in their division. And it's like, oh, not another fucking Nyla Rose post. But then I open it, and it's like, Luchasaurus weighs over two tons and is a literal dinosaur. Why is he allowed to compete in AEW? And then some, the first comment is, you are tyrannophobic. 
<laughs> maybe maybe that's why I'm Marco sorry. Stunt anyway. is maybe that's why Marco Stunt is teaming with Luchasaurus Mikey. Just to outweigh the two ton dinosaur with the hundred and two pound small man. Yeah. But yes, thoughts just... on the Escalera um, de la Muerte. That match. match was absolutely insane. They put on such a good match. Um like I said, the young bucks died. Oh my god. <laughs> Both of them. Yep. Um They even said on their Twitter which I don't know if it's true, but they were like, I don't know if I could do another one of these. I wouldn't. I, you're, <laughs> you're getting way more money than you ever have before. You got families and you have like important jobs for this company. I would not do a match like that again. Really? Yeah, they even they were like, I don't know if we're doing another ladder match after that, because that was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. That was terrifying. It, you're going to do it again. Maybe you got like a couple of more in you, but oh my god. Um, I love the I love this the standoff spots too where it was like they both had it was like a member of the Lucha Bros or a member of the Bucks had another one like they were they were doing like these spots where they were like you do it first, I'll do it on your brother. Like you do it on my brother, I do it on your brother. Mm-hmm. Like they they were like standing off with like that one spot where they're where I, I think it was Phoenix and Nick were on ladders on either side of the ring. Mm-hmm. And Pentagon and <coughs> Matt were on the tables. Yeah. And they were like, "You jump, I jump. Come on." Like you won't. And then they both jumped. And it's like, "Wow, you're really betting your brothers here, huh?" <laughs> like Oh yeah. Uh I don't know. I those I, I like the intention of those spots, but for some reason they didn't click quite for me. I was a little less on this match than I think most people were. Um, but the, the, those matches, the, those spots didn't really click for me for some reason. I don't know why. I'm still exploring that with my brain. But yeah, I, they were cool spots. That was just like, I think what hurt was the spear to the outside. Uh, yeah. When Pentagon and Matt Jackson did spears to each other's brothers, uh, it's like, you easily, like you could have easily stopped that. Like, like you could have saved your tag team partner, but instead you were like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna kill yeah. yours instead." Yeah, I was like, Matt could have stopped Pentagon, then Nick could have super kicked Phoenix, and then like power bombed him through the table, and completely saved Matt all that trouble of going through a table. Yeah, <laughs> like whatever like, way it was. Like if Matt, like you know, they were like three, two, one. Pentagon ran to do the spear. Matt Jackson went the other direction, almost like he's setting up a pounce, but instead does a spear. Nick Jackson super kicks, power bombs, bing, bang, boom, you're done. That's why I was like, they're defense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I don't know. That, that, the, the spots didn't really, you know, do much for me or whatever. Um, but yeah, besides that, I thought, you know, it was a solid match. They gave it three and a half stars. I was obviously less on it than most people. Um, the the service that I use to rank my st- matches called Grapple. Highly mm-hmm. recommend that match. This is not an ad. I just highly recommend that app. Um, I gave it a three and a half stars. Apparently, the average rating so far is a four point four three. So I'm obviously less on it than most people. But Mikey, what were your what what did you think about it? What do you think? What was your rating? Um, I gave it a four. I thought it was really good. I was thoroughly entertained throughout it all, and I thought the spots were pretty crazy, and I was super into it. Were you sports entertained or just normal entertained? I was wrestling entertained. Okay, good, 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 good. 
Uh, uh, well, we cannot move on without talking about the debut of Santana and Ortiz. Obviously, no longer, probably going to be no longer called LAX. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the debut of Santana Ortiz, obviously coming out with uh, president presidential masks, uh, then attacking the Lucha Brothers. Everyone um, was freaking out about this. I was like, who are these guys? Yeah, as someone that is as unknown uh, to LAX, Mikey, what what is your thoughts on these? This these guys were just like I don't know who they are, but sure. Yeah, I was like, okay, another tag team in the mix. They needed more of these. Like, hey, they got. I guess I guess they're a big name because a lot of people are recognizing them. Uh, so I guess that's cool. Um, to I give gifts give some background for you. They are a tag team out of Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, probably was one of their best tag teams for a while. They were in a huge feud with the Lucha Brothers, um, so much that they had like um, just amazing matches. They've had amazing matches in PWG, Impact, all over the place. AAW. Um, so they're they're a huge, uh, amazing tag team. They are someone in the echelon of a Lucha Bros, Young Bucks type. Where they mm-hmm. do these amazing crazy spots and stuff, you'll love you'll. I think you'll love them when you see them. You'll love them. They can now. What they also do is sort of like that death match quality. So if they ever do a tag team of, you know, Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc, they could do a tag team match together and just kill each other. Um, they they did a match in Impact Santana Ortiz. That was, I forget the name of it, but they did a match where it was, they took the mats off the ring, so it was just, they were wrestling on the wooden floorboards of the wrestling ring, so it was just like, you know, they're just, you're doing a powerbomb not onto a mat and a canvas, you're doing a powerbomb onto wooden floorboards. Yikes! Yeah, it's all over the place, and they're they're going to be great. I think I think honestly you'll love them. I think you'll eventually love them. Um, obviously, it looks like they're setting a feud with the Lucha Bros, possibly you know for a AAA tag team title um, mm-hmm. to keep that going. I'm so happy to see the Lucha Bros and Young Bucks not to wrestle anymore. I just want to see them gone. I don't want to see that match. I didn't really want to see this match going into it. Maybe that's what hurt it. Is I wasn't excited about it because. God, they've wrestled way too many times. Um, but I'm excited to see moving on to Lucha Bros with someone else, which I haven't watched Impact enough. Maybe I'll still be excited for it, but you know, they've also wrestled a shit ton of times, so maybe that's not good for Lucha Bros. I don't know. Honestly, can I be frank about the Lucha Bros? Here's a hot take. Uh since joining AEW, I'm not I'm less of a fan, maybe not a fan of the Lucha Bros anymore. Yikes! That and that is, that is a hot take. That's a scalding hot take. Probably, I'm like not really a fan of the Lucha Bros right now. Interesting. Um, maybe it's because I'm doing the merit system stuff and I'm like putting in their numbers and stuff, and it like annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> Just I want to give you this example, Mikey. You know how many tags they make during a match? Ninety. Not a lot, or way too many 
not a lot. Uh, across three matches, they've made a total of nine tags. Their first match was seven tags. Their second match was zero. And their third match was two. The match against SCU, they made two tags. That annoyed me. <laughs> that annoyed me so much. Uh, whereas yeah, you, you get a to team the like... Dark Order match, I think there was a lot of tags in that one. Yeah, you get a team like Dark Order, who, in their match against the Best Friends, made 17 tags. More more than the Lucha Bros have made in three matches in one match. A fucking... It's just like SCU, eight tags against Jurassic Express and the Stronghearts. Strongheart making uh, uh, the Brotherhood, Cody and Dustin Rhodes, nine tags. The Lucha Bros are making two, two tags against SCU. Uh, it just, it, it annoys me. It annoys me. Uh, they're not a tag team. They're just two people put together just because they're brothers. I just want to see them separate at this point. I want to bring in new talent, bring in new tag teams, get the split up the Lucha Bros. Give me, give me Pac, give me Phoenix. Put them in a match together. Give me Pac and give me Pentagon. Give me give me anybody against Kenny Omega. Give me Cody versus Pentagon Jr. Give, give me, I don't know, somebody, anybody, anybody else. Chris Jericho versus Pentagon. Just, I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting peeved. <laughs> I can tell. I'm heated, I guess you could say. But yes, let's move on to the main event, Mikey. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's finally talk about the main event so I can calm down. Adam Page, Chris Jericho for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Chris Jericho ended up winning the title. He is the first ever inaugural champion. Congrats to Chris Jericho in that regard. Mikey, thoughts on this match and the result, of course. I thought for sure it was going to be hangman the whole time i was watching Mm -hmm. but then after after jericho won i thought of all the reasons why jericho won and it made more sense in my brain what were those reasons so the reasons are that it's good to put it on someone recognizable for your first title get people's eyes there get more people's eyes on you especially going into tv Especially going into TV, be like, whoa, Chris Jericho's their champion? Like, I know Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they don't really have any crazy heel set up for Hangman to face yet. Ooh, that's besides, a great like, besides, like, MJF. Like, it's like MJF, Jericho, and, like, that's it. You know, maybe, like, Sammy Guevara, but he's not, like, he's he's a heel, but not, like, in title picture i don't know Pac, Pac, yeah like there's like not there's not that many uh, there's more options for jericho than there is for hangman to have matches with yes so i thought so like the more i thought about it the more jericho made sense and i've kind of and after (laughs) and during the post the post show (laughs) i kind of came around on jericho being champion yeah yeah, because uh, that that was straight fire. <laughs> he was spitting back there. 
No, yeah. He I... just came back with the mic and he was like, what? No cheering? No confetti? No celebration? <laughs> and he was just going down fucking insulting everyone. He saw Brian. I think it was Brian Pillman Jr. He was like, who are you? Nice hair, idiot. <laughs> it, it was just perfect. It was the perfect. It, it's that thing of like, it, it, I agree with all your points. It, it, it's a great thing to put the title on Chris Jericho. He is the biggest name of the promotion. He's also the biggest, maybe not biggest, but he is also the, you know, a heel in the promotion. Uh, if I learned anything from watching Glow on Netflix, uh, after season one, at the end of season one, uh, it was like, um, you know, uh, uh, Allison Bree's character wins the title or something. And, um, then, uh, the big face, God, I should remember these names. I just watched season three. Uh, the big face uh, American lady uh, wins the title, and then Welfare Queen Awesome Kong wins it back. And they're like, "Why'd you do that?" And Mark Maron's character is like, "The chase. This is our pilot episode. The chase is what makes it exciting. Mm-hmm. If if you know if Adam Page won, it'd be like cool. Where do we go now?" Um, and also, but part of me also was still like, "Damn, I wish like." I was like, I want I want this new promotion to have someone like I like still still there's still like even though it makes sense for Jericho, there's still part of me that wanted Hangman because I was like, I want this new promotion to promote their new talent and be like, look, our champion is someone who hasn't been pushed that much and he's pretty good and he's good in the ring. He's good on the mic and this is our guy, you know? Mm hmm. I guess you can also say the argument for not giving the title to Hangman Page is he's got time. Yeah. You know, he's only he, he's only 27. He's only 27. He's got lots of time. Plus, to add to your points you made earlier, you only get one inaugural champion. And when you're running the slideshow of who your champions are and you Chris only Jericho get, is the first one, you only get one inaugural champion. Mm-hmm. Make it Chris Jericho. Um, just, just do that. Adam Page will be a great future champion. If you're going to have an inaugural champion, you want it to be someone huge. The inaugural SmackDown Live Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. A great, uh, that's a great historical point to say. Inaugural Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. Great historical point to make. You know, uh, Universal Champion, Finn Balor, good up and comer, but then loses immediately, and then he degrades like that. Well, uh, that was that was an injury issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, you know, he has obviously some background. He's obviously world title contention already. Um, but you know, the, it you only got one inaugural champion. You got to give it to Chris Jericho. You got to, you got to. Yeah, it makes it, sense. I, I yeah. also would have loved to see Adam Page win, but the chase, right? He came in on a horse. He did the thing. That's but that's the problem. He came on the horse, but didn't come out to little Nas X. Someone his... actually, somebody actually made an edit. Really? Oh, please send that Reddit. my way. I want to check that out. Somebody made an edit of him coming into Old Town Road. That that's that's what that's why he lost. Really, is that he got the horse? He didn't get Old Town Road. It was pretty good too. Um, the conspiracy theory being that Hangman Page will give you the horse. You're not getting the title. <laughs> choose one sir 
don't know. I, I, there's still time to make. I think also Hangman Page isn't like a a still. I mean, yeah, you're looking on a na- nationwide stage. He's still not a huge enough star yet compared to Chris Jericho, who's an international star. Yeah. Um, you know, let let it let let Adam Page, you know, give him time. He's gonna build up. Get him some wins. Have a win against Pac. Have a win against Kenny Omega. Have a win against Cody. Um, then have a win against Chris Jericho. He he needs to get more big wins to build him up to eventually get the big one. I agree. He need he needs those big names on his on his list of people he's defeated. Because mm-hmm. right now he's just not. I guess he's just not over enough, and that's fair that's not a bad thing that's a huge that's a great a good thing to have is that you know then moving forward you have a star you can build up and they already know they already know they have a star they can build up it just mm-hmm. takes time um the match itself i thought was good uh i thought it was solid i gave it three and a half meatballs i thought uh, uh i can't believe chris jericho got a spinning back elbow over as a finisher the um, judas effect the that theme song Judas is a goddamn bop and a half. Okay. Um, also, I want to come back to the the Earl Hebner thing. Oh, please! I'm sitting here asking myself, what the hell is Mikey talking about? So, Earl Hebner, what are you talking about? So, Earl Hebner, uh, Sean Spears got up in his face and he came back and yelled right at him and got him backed him into the corner and got the respect of Sean Spears. In this match, Aubrey Edwards, a.k.a. Girl Hebner, did the same thing with Chris Jericho. And I thought that was a cute moment. It it put her on the same plane as Earl. Yeah. I thought Which it was a cool moment that they did that also. Like, especially because on all of her social media, she's Girl Hebner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I mean, was, I just thought it was funny. It's not not like a crazy big thing that I. I'm sorry if I hyped it up too much and disappointed you. But no, 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 you didn't just point. No, that's a great point. It, it is. You're, I thought it was a nice parallel. It's it, it comes with the fact that she is the first ever woman referee to officiate a world title match in the main event of a pay per view. And good, good for her. For like, good for her. During the match, you get the point where it's like she does like similar spots with er- that Earl does. It shows like, oh, they're the same. They're on the same playing field. Um, th- she is enough of a force of a referee to terrify Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. You know that's and that's a great point. That's a great point to make. Um, plus, she's officially signed full time for AEW, so I'm excited to see her more. It's amazing how many. People that have been wrestling haven't officially signed with AEW. Mm-hmm. Like, like hearing that, like she's now officially a referee for AEW is like, d- what? She's been officiating so many matches. How is she not officially signed? Apparently, the uh, uh, legend. Uh, uh, I'm not certain about this, of course, but according to at Lucha Blog on Twitter. The Lucha Underground contracts apparently ended in August. It's now September, so apparently all those Lucha Underground guys are free agents. You know, Angelico, Evans, Pentagon, Phoenix, uh, Joey Ryan, uh, but he wants to stay in Independence. Ivalice, you know, I guess all these people are now up for grabs, which is cool. 
So maybe we'll see something out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm excited. I'm excited to see where we go. I, I, what was your match rating on this, Mikey? My match rating on this was a three three point five. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, there were some points where it was slow and like a little bit. I was a little bit bored, but yeah, um, it got that nice explosive ending. Also, somebody pointed out that the the story of Jericho kind of like waiting for his spot where he could get because Hangman did that spinning elbow or that spinning punch like a couple of times in the match. Yeah, it worked once and he kept going back to it and then he went back to it again. And Jericho basically like had the hard read on it. Yeah. And caught him instead. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. He, he like he like he was resilient and then he picked his spot to get the win. And I thought that was very Chris Jericho. Yeah. It shows that he's a Adam Page is more to learn, and Chris Jericho is a great wrestler. He's you know he's someone that knows that knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. That is all for our review of All Out, Mikey. Great show, great review. Uh, are, are you excited for TV? I guess that's I'm the very question. excited. For, I'm very excited for TV. I am upset. I have to wait an entire month for it, but I'm very excited for TV. Yeah, we I got mean, today. It's literally a month. Really? Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because it's September second. Yeah, yeah. We have we're one month away officially by the time of this recording till TV. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do. I'm worried in the production aspect, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they really need to iron that out and really have like a big talk about it in this month that they have before TV. So. I guess also another thing I want to ask real quickly before we go. TV, of course, what 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 are our first matches heading into TV? We got Riho versus Nyla Rose for mm-hmm. the AEW Women's Championship. John Moxley will be appearing. We'll be talking live. I believe he's in action. I got to look up that thing. Um, and we got that six-man tag, the Elite, taking on Chris Jericho and two partners of his choosing. Yeah. Do you have any guess of who those two partners are, Mikey? Of Chris Jericho's partners? Yes. Uh, I have no idea. Honestly, it's going to be... I'm excited for the reveal, though. Yeah, I, I thinking about it, I'm just sitting here like, I don't know. Maybe I would have... I, everyone, I think... Probably, it's probably going to be two... It's got to be two new people, right, to AEW? <clears throat> I would think, you know, people thought it would be LAX, but obviously it looks like they're maybe going after lucha bros mm-hmm. so maybe not lax it still could be them but yeah they did attack they did attack the young bucks um but it's just like it may my pick has always been the dark order yeah that could be interesting my pick has always been the dark order you know especially he, since he dressed up as them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's how i feel about it uh it's it's john moxley appears live cody rhodes versus sammy guevara uh, Nyla Rose versus Riho, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, and two mystery partners. Then the next week, October 9th, John Moxley versus Sean Spears, and the Young Bucks versus Private Party in an AEW Tag Team Titles tournament match. Then you got October Which 16th. It really, it really feels like the Young Bucks are going to win that one, huh? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. I could see them putting over Private Party, especially if 
you know, they get in a feud with whoever these two mystery partners are. Then those two mystery partners could maybe cause a muck in that Young Bucks match and Private Party wins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's very much an a, a WWE thing. But uh, then in Philadelphia, you get that first ever AEW World Title Defense: Chris Jericho versus someone whom I believe is to be Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe that's all of the matches so far announced as we heading into TV. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Okay, that is it for this episode of our reviewing of All Out. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this show. If you want more, you can hit subscribe and listen to our actual flagship show, Hit the Books, where Mikey and I fantasy book a realistic version of SmackDown Live. You know, we get, we have the matches, we have the storylines, we have the roster, we have all that stuff, and we want to make it as realistic as possible. That's why we, t- we talk about all the story points, because it's important. It's important to tell a story. Um, so we want to make sure we do it properly. We do the WWE way, which is a lot of times random. The mm-hmm. dreaded randomizer. Um, <laughs> you can also follow us for more content at Hit the Books Pod on Twitter. We still have a contest going on, and that contest is if you go to Twitter, go to at Hit the Books Pod, go to the pin tweet. Uh, if you retweet and like and follow us, that pin tweet, then you could potentially win a first ever ever made Hit the Books T-shirt, along with you know not along with, but the second drawing will win a sticker. A hit the books logo sticker so please follow us on twitter at hit the books pod retweet and like that pin tweet and you are on your way to potentially winning those two or one of those two prizes yeah you can also go to youtube and subscribe to youtube and get more content like this of course we've got the reviews got the system check eventually mikey's indie 500 um potentially on youtube still not sure where exactly it's going um, we got time, but Mikey's Indy 500. If you got any ideas about independent matches for Mikey Man Freddy to watch, please tweet them at me or at Hit the Books Pod with the hashtag HTV500. I would love to hear all of your matches. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of Kyler A matches that he would love to watch, so t- please tweet them. Or even LEX. Perfect. Tweeted him a bunch of LEX matches for him, Mikey, to watch. Um, so please do that again. Hashtag HTB five hundred. Follow us at Hit the Books Pod. Uh, that is it for this episode of a review. Of course, tomorrow potentially, if I edit this in time, tomorrow will be our flagship show. Hit the books. So join us there. Why don't you hit a subscribe, hit the bell, be notified, all those things. Uh, until next time, I am for Mikey. I am Ryan. We'll see you next time. Have a nice day. Credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target.
Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.